economy update relative to PMIs. I'm Rich Paz of a Critical Point. It is January 5th, 2024. All right, this chart is of the PMI uh, indicators ratings that we get every month. And I recently flipped from manufacturing to services because it is the larger portion of the economy. In the past, I felt like it didn't matter, just leave it as manufacturing and doing the same things. We're seeing a little bit of a problem with the manufacturing not really reflecting what's going on with the U.S. economy, and I've decided to flip to services, and we'll stay there uh, for the foreseeable future. All right, um, so this is an annual chart of when, if the PMI is above 50, I add it to the prior month. I add that amount, uh, that number. And if it's below 50, I subtract it, and if it's at 50, I do nothing, okay? And then I create that as a monthly chart, but I convert it to an annual so I can show you the most important type of business cycle that will impact your life, your career, job, your business, and even your investing. And that's the decade type business cycle. And I've labeled as a J for the juggler business cycle, okay? And it has a it creates a recession or reflects a recession once a decade that I call a primary cyclical recession. And so the R's show the recession bottoms, therefore the bottoms of the juggler cycle. And in between these R and J's, R, R and J's that I have not shown for tops or peak economy. Okay. Now, um, if you look at PMIs, they're just sideways range. You wouldn't see it unless you use this cumulative study. And it turns out this looks very similar to nominal GDP per capita. Now, I have this study from 1950s to date, and the trend has been up despite all the wars, the COVID, all the recessions, all the economic issues, the political and religious and philosophical issues, the business issues, it just goes on and on and on, a gigantic list of all the things we worry and fret about, when in reality, doesn't matter. Economy grew anyways. Superinflation in the 70s and in the early 80s, didn't matter. Economy grew anyways. And the GDP correlates with this. <laughs> if you're using the percent GDP, it'll look similar like a PMI. It just moves sideways. But if you look at the actual values of GDP, it's just up and away, up, up and to the right, okay? Now, if we add GDP before 1950 into 1930s, then you can see the trend has actually been bullish, the economy from 1930s to date. Now, we've seen a recent recession, 2020. This looks like a little bigger pullback than what we saw in the recession. It's caused the money printing helped stabilize things, protect us, and we're kind of getting like an aftershock effect of that, of a dip. But I think the PMIs have bottomed to now catch up with GDP that actually bottomed last year. Okay, So I anticipate this trend to be intact until near the end of this decade when we'll get a primary cyclical recession and a related bear market in the stock market, and then we'll just reset and start the economic growth for next decade. Now this chart is an annual chart of the PMI, the input to the last chart I showed you. And what we also have is the J's, the juggler business cycle bottoms, didn't label the tops in between, but I'm also showing some of the fluctuation during the decade called a kitchen business cycle. It's a throttling up, throttling down of the economy. 
and the model saying bottomed this year, I'm sorry, bottomed last year, 2023, for a kitchen, and it should rally into next year. We should see an improvement, okay? And it's probably just gonna stay within a range like in this area throughout this decade and give us scares at times as it fluctuates within that range. But again, the prior chart of the econ indicator of PMIs is just gonna continue to move higher now and show us we're sustaining that long-term trend of economic growth. Now this is a monthly line chart of the PMI and this huge move up is not, isn't telling you what really was going on. It's a mechanical thing. I flipped to the services rating, which was doing better than the manufacturing. It's been above 50. And it came in at 50.6 today, so that means it pulled back some compared to the prior month. But it also shows 42 out of 43 past months as strong growth net growth of the service industry. And that's reflecting why the GDP has done so well. So now I've made this indicator uh, a little better by flipping to services. I think it's a little more honest, if you will, <laughs> okay? A little more in line what's going on. If it goes below 50, yes, the economy's contracting, it's backing off, goes down to 45, have to consider a recession, but I get nervous about a 45 when it's not in line with that decade-long business cycle, the juggler business cycle. If that cycle's not down, I assume a 45 doesn't really mean a recession or a secondary recession, some weird little thing. And likewise, when it dips below 50, if it's not time for that business cycle to turn down, I get concerned that anybody selling stocks because they think the economy's slipping, probably gonna make a mistake. It's probably a buy the dip moment, and that's what occurred back here in 2011 to 2013, what occurred in 2015, 2016, which actually was a secondary recession because there was complications in commodities and manufacturing industries, but it wasn't throughout the entire economy, okay? So I think this uh, index or this rating will move higher here uh, in coming months for 2024, that's going to relate to uh, improving GDP in 2024, and that makes me bullish for this year in the stock market. And if you're not a subscriber, uh, consider going to criticalpointpod.com and learn about myself, the modeling, but you'll also find a place to sign up. You'll also find a page that will take you to our podcast host site where you'll find some free videos, audios such as this one, but you'll also find uh, most of them are locked up for a subscription. And I think it's a very cheap subscription relative to the accuracy we present in the economy and the stock market and a few commodities, okay? Now, in the bond market, interest rates. Now, um, in late 2021, I said we want to anticipate a minor long-term downturn in the stock market and the economy. We got it, okay? It was a weird downturn for the economy in a sense it was inflationary and a war on our economy by the Federal Reserve and raising interest rates. But I said we would not go into a recession. And in late 21, I said we would not go into a recession in 2023, 2024, probably wouldn't even have a recession until near the end of the decade. And I've recently learned the majority of economists really blew it the last two years. They thought we were going into recession. 
they thought the Fed would make a mistake going too far. Now, frankly, I'm learning really the Federal Reserve probably didn't bring down inflation uh, as much as it thinks it did, that we the people did it. And uh, we have some interesting stories even this morning. Uh, I learned that a major grocery chain in Europe has pulled Pepsi products off the shelf because they raised their price. We need to do more of that. Too many of these companies are just raising prices just to make more money. They already have good profits and they're trying to make more. That's what helped cause most of that inflation run-up was just pure greed of how we run our markets and capitalistic system. Now the companies are getting back in line, they're backing away from that, but we need to be as consumers, be able to point fingers at them and wake them up, shake them up. And we're gonna see more and more economists coming on board. How do we do that? Instead of raising interest rates to fight inflation, which is probably just gonna hurt the middle class and poor, um, why wouldn't we do other th uh, find other ways and methods to curb inflation? Um, I think inflation goes down for a little while longer here. The economy grows for the remainder of this decade. And you want to get on board because my modeling helps out not only day to day in the stock market, but all the way to what's going on for a decade, multiple decades in the stock market. And then it helps out with the economy in a sense, month to month, year to year, and for the decade. And then I help out in interest rates, bond prices, and commodities. But my primary focus is really just three commodities and the stock market. Okay, but I do have these other signals and other opinions of what's going on. I've used this technique for 30 years. I've fine-tuned it, and I don't write a newsletter. I don't keep archives. I don't put out all kinds of data and table anymore. Everything is just audio, video, and the video works very well to explain what I'm looking at. And then we don't need to do all the editing to try to make sure we're talking properly or writing properly. Saves on resources, time, and money. And my opinion, my service is probably worth $1,200 a year. And I'm charging, what, uh, 28 bucks a month? So get on board here. This is going to be an exciting journey for this decade uh, when we can have knowledge of what's going on from a short-term basis to a very long-term basis and how to use that to make profits, manage risk, and enjoy life a bit. At any rate, I view the PMI report today as very constructive. I view today's jobs report for the month of December, even though it was high and scared the overnight futures traders, really the cash market has already rejected that. They're doing the correct thing of focusing on the fact that a strong jobs report is long-term bullish for the economy and the stock market. Past results are not in the same decade of future results. Again, get on board here, criticalpointpod.com. For those of you who are already on board, you already know what I'm showing you here, and as today, this latest update for these PMIs, jobs report is right in line with what I'm forecasting. I like it.